Welcome to Since You Asked with Jim Barrier on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Send Jim your questions about the Bible and Christianity to jim at cgmradio.com. Subscribe to Since You Asked by visiting us online at cgmradio.com slash ask. And now, here's your host, Jim Barrier. The year 2022 has been a year of transition. We are emerging from a worldwide pandemic that has changed us forever. I know people who define BC and AD as before COVID and after Donald. England said goodbye to their queen of 70 years and welcomed their first king in 70 years. The new prime minister, Liz Truss, served less than two months and was replaced by Rishi Sunak. In our country, midterm elections revealed discontent with current leadership. Conservatives are not happy with the current administration's policies, while liberals are furious that Roe v. Wade was overturned after almost 50 years. The nation is as divided as ever. 2023 is a potential year of change. But even if the world remains the same, it can be a year of growth and change for you as a follower of Jesus. Paul said, This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, I am reaching forward to those things which are ahead. We are all on a path. We are all in process. We all need to move forward. So today, I want to give you some tips on what to leave behind and how to move forward. First, let go of the past. Former Secretary of State Colin Powell once said, Always focus on the front windshield and not the rearview mirror. Have you ever noticed that the rearview mirror is very small compared to the windshield? The things that lie before us deserve more focus than the things that lie behind us. Jesus said, No one puts his hand to the plow and looks back and is fit for the kingdom of God. Isaiah 43 says, Do not call to mind the former things or consider things of the past. Behold, I am going to do something new and now it will spring up. Certainly there are foundations that we must not abandon, but the prophet is speaking of the activity of a living God and the moving of his spirit in our lives. Paul chastises the church in Corinth because they were divided among themselves, saying, I am Paul, I am of Apollos, I am of Peter, I am of Christ. Have you ever wondered why those who said, I am of Christ, were in error? It is because they were identifying with historical Jesus. They embraced his teaching and ministry while here on earth, but fell short of identifying with the risen Christ. He was a memory, not a living presence to them. We need to not only remember his words from the Gospels, we need to hear the voice of the shepherd as he leads us today. Sometimes we pine for the past and its comforts. 
Remember Israel grumbling against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness? If only we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt, when we sat by pots of meat and we ate bread, until we were full. For you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill us, the entire assembly, with hunger. And remember Lot's wife, when she looked back? That didn't turn out well. After the crucifixion and resurrection, Peter was trying to sort things out. And he said to the other disciples, I am going fishing. And they said to him, We are coming with you. Peter was going back to one thing he knew. When you don't understand what is going on around you, there is a temptation to go back to what is familiar. Forgetting the past also includes forgetting past offenses. In the parable about forgiveness in Matthew 18, the wicked slave would not forgive his fellow slave and had him thrown into prison. That is the last we hear of the other slave. Then the master turned the unforgiving slave over to the torturers. Both parties remained locked up because of unforgiveness. If we refuse to forgive past offenses, we will be trapped, never able to move forward. 1 Corinthians 13 says, Love keeps no record of wrongs. Holding on to offenses is a false virtue, thinking we are better than others. It serves no useful purpose. It takes our eyes off the goal. And it is certainly not Christ-like. After Jacob died, Joseph's brothers said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us? So they sent a plea for forgiveness. But Joseph said, Do not be afraid. You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to save many lives. Yes, God can even use the wicked acts of others to perfect his will in your life. And sometimes the one we need to forgive is ourself. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If the Savior forgives us, we need to forgive ourselves. Stop beating yourself up. Isaiah 43 says, I am the one who wipes out your wrongdoings for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Certainly, if God is willing to move on, so should we. If you keep going over the previous chapter, you will never finish the book. I think it's time to delete some chapters in your memory book. Move forward. Do you know that the most often repeated command in the Bible is fear not? Perhaps the most common fear to man is the fear of the unknown. Fear of what the future holds will paralyze you. I love what it says in Romans 8. I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do not fear things to come. 
David ran quickly to the battle to meet Goliath. His anticipation of victory blocked out his fear of being a victim. Whatever challenges lie in your path, run toward the battle, not away from it. Do not let worry strangle your future. In the parable of the sower, Jesus said that the seed that fell among the weeds was choked out by the worries of the world. Some of Jesus' most profound wisdom is found in these words. Which of you, by worrying, can add a single day to his lifespan? Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Worry will rob you of future joy and victory. Anxiety is at an all-time high in our world. Instead of fretting or popping pills, try this prescription found in Philippians 4.6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What are we to be anxious for? Nothing, not one thing. Set your sights on what lies ahead. Paul said, This one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind, I am reaching forward to the things which are ahead. Hebrews 11 says, By faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. This imagery is poignant. Jacob propped himself up on his walking stick while looking forward to one last journey forward. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the exodus of the sons of Israel and gave orders concerning his bones. Even death could not keep the patriarchs from moving forward. And then in chapter 12 it says, Since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us rid ourselves of every obstacle and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking only at Jesus, the author and perfecter of the faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This passage contains some essential elements about moving forward. Be inspired by those who have gone before us. Avoid things that hold us back. Run with endurance. Keep your eye on the prize. Don't worry about what others think of you. Don't quit until you get to the finish line. When I was a boy, I was captivated by the words at the opening of Star Trek, to go boldly where no man has gone before. Moving forward means leaving your comfort zone and the familiar. Back to Hebrews 11. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance, and he left not knowing where he was going. The Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country and your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. 
You don't need all the details. You just need to follow him. Abram left the comforts of everything that was familiar, and he headed off into the great unknown. Jesus' first disciples did the same thing. As Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Peter and Andrew, casting a net into the sea. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James and John, in a boat with their father, Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. They left their comfort zone and went on to change the world. Moving forward sometimes involves waiting. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It also says those who wait for the Lord will inherit the land. Waiting on the Lord does not mean being static. They shall run. They shall walk. It means to stay in his timing. It means to draw strength from him. Since you asked, episode 68, Waiting on the Lord, goes into detail about this much-needed discipline. Expect new things. New things are foundational to the Christian life. In fact, when you become a Christian, you become a new thing. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Jesus said, No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth onto an old garment. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it, and a worse tear results. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost, and the skins as well. But one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. Beware of returning to old man-made traditions and false securities that keep you from discovering new mercies and miracles God has for you. Isaiah 48 warns, I proclaim to you new things from this time, hidden things which you have not known. They are created now and not long ago, and before today you have not heard them. God is infinitely creative, and he wants to do new things in your life. Moving forward means growing up. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. Again, in the book of Hebrews, it says, By now, you ought to be teachers, but you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the actual word of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unacquainted with the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature, who because of practice have their senses trained to discern between good and evil. Therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about the Christ, let us press on to maturity. Remember moving from elementary school to middle school, then to high school, then to college? Each step could be intimidating, 
but each level brought more maturity. Don't you want spiritual maturity as well? And finally, don't give up. Einstein said, Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. People love to quote this verse. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for prosperity and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. God spoke these words while Israel was in exile, but he did not want them to remain in exile. The passage in Hebrews about running the race goes on to say, For consider him who endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. As Paul said, I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work among you will complete it by the day of Christ Jesus. As we move into a new year, I encourage you to leave the past behind. Fear not. Don't worry. Keep looking forward. Get out of your comfort zone. Trust God. Grow up. And don't quit. Allow me to bless your new year with the blessing the Lord told Moses to give to Aaron. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face upon you and give you peace. This is Jim Barrier on Since You Asked, wishing you a happy new year. Since You Asked is a production of Jim Barrier and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash ask.